bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. We are all under stress. There's so much going on, not only in our own lives, but in the world. It can be overwhelming. Well, how do we handle our stress better? How do we reduce our stress? Well, I am so excited of the wonderful and so kind and just such a great guy, Dr. Marvin Marshall on the program. He's an international speaker, educator, and author of numerous articles published in international journals. He's also the author of many books, Parenting Without Stress, uh, Discipline Without Stress, Punishment or Rewards. I love that. And Live Without Stress. Hello there. Should I call you Dr. Marv, Dr. Marvin, Dr. Marshall? Marv is fine. All right, Marv. So I, I love your work. And, you know, there's so many different things that happen when we're under stress. There's a lot of different ways to react. And isn't that a big thing? I mean, one of the things that, that you believe is that stress is largely a person's own creation. Expand on that for us. It's tr- it truly is. For example, the way the brain operates is that when you think of something, it creates pictures and it immediately goes into a part of that as your thinking goes immediately into a part of the brain and the brain acts in pictures. It does not remember words. And so what happens is you think of something, it creates a picture in your brain. And so often we talk to ourselves and to other people in a negative way. And so if you want to be successful, both in influencing people and in reducing your stress and anxiety, think in terms of positivity because the brain does not remember words. So, for example, if you say to a young person, don't run, the brain doesn't remember the word don't. It pictures the run. So you always want to talk to other people and to yourself in a way that is going to empower you to do the thing that you want to do. The brain thinks in pictures, talk to yourself in positive ways because people do good and are empowered when they feel good, not when they feel bad. So, for example, if you tell somebody what to do, we don't even realize, but telling has an inference, and that inference is what you're doing is not good enough and you need to change. Now, we love to tell people what to do, but we don't like people to tell us what to do. So the thing, there are three principles to reduce your stress, which are really quite universal. The first one is think in positive terms. Tell yourself and talk to other people what you want them to do. The second has got to do with choice. Choice ends when life ends. We are always making choices. So the idea is to be aware, be conscious of the choice that you're making. And with this understanding, you never, ever have to be a victim. Because regardless of the situation, you cannot change. Regardless of the stimulation, regardless of the urge, you always have the freedom to choose how you are going to respond. And the third principle is reflection. That is, you can control someone else, but the only person you can change is yourself. And so the trick is to reflect. For example, I have lived a phenomenal life. My wife and I have been married. This December will be for six zero sixty years. And I know that I can influence my wife, but I cannot change her. And if you ask me if I've ever changed her, the answer is no, and she hasn't changed me. 
But what I can do is reflect on anything she does. So, for example, if she does something, or if I do something, rather, that ticks her off, the first question I'll ask myself is, number one, was I kind to Evelyn? And number two, what can I learn from this experience so that I will not do it again? I've learned to make lemonade out of almost any lemon in life because of these three practices of thinking in positive terms, because you feel better when you think in positive terms. Number two, I always have a choice of how I'm going to uh, change my attitude or whatever the situation, make lemonade out of it. And because of the third practice of reflection, what can I do? If I'm going to, for example, when I was a, a teacher in an elementary, middle, and high school principal, I realized if I was going to have my my uh, students change, they were always going to come to into my class the same way. If I was going to influence them to change, it would always start with me. What would I do to be different to influence them to do what I would like them to do? And with these three practices. You can always, the vast majority of the times, influence people to do what you would like them to do because they want to do it. You've tapped into internal motivation rather than the usual approach of threatening people or imposing punishments or bribing them with some kind of token to control them. Once young people, really people of any age, understand that internal motivation will give you so much more satisfaction than doing things to fit in, to please someone, to get a good grade. You're in a whole different ballgame. And I do that with You know, Marv, I, I want to jump ahead. in by saying, no wonder you've been married 60 years. I mean, that's like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you've mastered all of these things. You know, it's it's fabulous. Well, thank you. My Again, my first principle is be kind to my wife. And be kind to myself. Yeah, that's a big one, too. And I want to ask about that because my daughter is like the queen of negative self-talk in terms of and catastrophizing. And it's really, really frustrating because she won't listen to me or it's that uh, self-fulfilling prophecy like today's a bad day every day is going to be a bad day everything's going to be bad forever blah 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 and then she just like builds this whole thing whole see i told you it was going to be bad you know if some littlest thing goes wrong mm-hmm. and it, it's i try to talk to her but she doesn't listen to me so you need to come over and you need to like sit her down maybe well, she here's the trick. but no on a serious note it's tricky <laughs> yeah tell us because there's other okay. parents i'm sure that deal with this well true so often, what yeah. the the problem with with uh, uh, parents and why they don't get as much joy bringing up kids as they could is because they yeah. enter into a power struggle. <laughs> Young people want to cut the umbilical cord. Um, there's a, a thing called counter will, and counter will is just the the human instinct to resist coercion of any kind. So when you tell uh, your daughter something, she's going to resist. Yeah. The trick is. To give her choices, and that is by asking her reflective questions. So let's assume that this is going to be a bad day. So what? What can you What can you do to make your your day your day more enjoyable? And this is the third practice of asking reflective questions, and it's a skill that anyone can learn. Now, there's all kinds of this stuff on my website. If I can. Mention it. Of course. It's with with 
withoutstress.com. Withoutstress.com has tips for parents, for teachers, and for the general public on how you can live your life with less stress, with less anxiety, without trying to be perfect, which so many young people try to do, and these young girls find themselves uh, in uh, anorexia nervosa or bulimia because mm-hmm. they've got to be perfect. Perfection is a burden no human should ever ever try to achieve. Superior work, excellent work, outstanding work, yes. But again, the key to this in working with other people is learning the skill of asking reflective questions, which and it's a skill anyone can learn. Again, You're here's so an example. Right. Here's, here's a simple question that any parent can ask. The youngster is, or whoever the, the person is, is you can see they're really angry. So here's the question. Are you angry at me or the situation? Now, what will happen is because the person who asked the question controls the conversation, the person is going to stop to reflect. And inevitably, the person will say something, well, it's not you. I guess I'm just frustrated and I'm taking it out on you, which is one reason why parents should never take what kids say personally. Again, the trick is, the skill is to ask a question. And this is a doozy. Are you angry at me or the situation you prompted the kid to reflect? And boom, that's how the person changes. Not by your telling. You can share information, but the more, more effective approach is to ask the person a reflective question. What would an, 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 what would an extraordinary person do in this situation? Three, three days from now, if you look back at what, you, what you're going to do, how would you feel? It's a skill that anybody can It find. really is. Now, I'm curious, Marv, uh, how did you come to this? Is this something that you just figured out through life? You put into practice? You tried it? It, 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 it take it a while prob- to like, narrow down the three? <laughs> Give us the whole story. <laughs> it, it probably came from my experiences. Uh, number one, I'm a parent, and uh, I I have on, on the parent link on my website, withoutstress.com, there is a an inventory that that parents can can take. Uh, my, I won't go go into it. It, it. It's simple, but when I realized that I wanted, I was not having great relationship with my daughter. Instead of trying to impose my lifestyle on her, I learned how to find out, and this is what I teach, what her natural tendencies are. They're totally different than mine, and when I started to look at what what her personality styles were instead of trying to put mine on hers, our relationship significantly improved. Again, there's a parent inventory on withoutstress.com on the parenting link. It's amazing. When I started to nourish her instead of trying to have her obey me, she changed and I significantly changed and our relationship is, is, is just fabulous. I am so glad. You know, Marv, we need to, uh, I, I want to thank our sponsor. So I wanted to mention, uh, Organifi, which is fantastic. They make uh, a green juice, a red juice. And what's great about both of these is that when you're on the go, it can be tough. So they have a green juice and you just open it up. You can mix it with water and you're going to get that great 
wonderful organic veggies right there. And with the red juice, you're looking at antioxidant boost from favorite berries. So you've got the green and the red. Both are so important for health. We really want to take care of ourselves. So I encourage everyone to go to Organifi.com. O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com. You know, we need to take care of our mental health and eating well is very beneficial in our overall health. So Marv, back to you. I wanted to talk a little bit uh, about, you know, reducing stress in when you're in like a bad situation, when you're feeling so overwhelmed that you almost feel like it's hard to even ask these three questions. Would you say maybe just sort of gather yourself, any deep breathing? That's what you always hear. And I thought it was interesting that you didn't mention that. And interesting in a good way, because it seems like everyone's talking about that. Not that deep breathing isn't fabulous, but it's interesting to go beyond that. Deep breathing. utilize it. Does that make sense? (laughs) It certainly does. And I do deep breathing when I go to sleep at night and when I first get up in the morning. But I do a type of deep breathing that most people don't do. Most people say mm-hmm. expand your belly, but if you if you take a look at an anatomical chart, the lungs are in the back of your back, your heart, etc., is, is is in front. So the abdomen is a muscle that goes up and down. You can't extend it. What you're doing is your what people call belly breathing. I do back breathing. Anybody can do this if you focus on breathing through your back. Your lungs will gain so much more oxygen. Your entire body will truly expand, and that is the most effective approach for for breathing. It's very, so very simple, but you've got to focus on it. your hands on your back so you can feel your rib cage expand then? Like, like, I usually do it where I feel it in the front, but I'm putting it on my back right now, and you sort of imagine the air going there, or you focus on yes, that? How do you, you do you, it? You, you focus and imagine the air going into the back of your back. That's where the lungs are. And anybody can do this once you focus on it. It is really, truly deep breathing. I breathe, I take about four breaths a minute, whereas the usual person takes anywhere from eight to 15 breaths each minute. I do a lot of deep breathing. It's a great way to meditate, which I, I personally don't meditate, because when I meditate, I I, I happen to fall to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I don't do yoga, <laughs> but yoga is, is great. Except yoga's for, great, yeah. But in, in my book, Live Without Stress, How to Enjoy the Journey, I cover eating, I cover sleeping, I cover how to deal with anxiety. Every chapter is about how to. Rather than assume we know what to do, my assumption is that people don't know, and this comes to answer an earlier question, from my experience as a teacher on all levels, an elementary school principal, middle school principal, high school principal, district director of education, I came back into the classroom after 24 years and saw how many things school teachers are doing that are counterproductive and they don't even realize it. So using my teaching, my counseling, and my administrative experiences, I developed a program called Discipline Without Stress, which is now used in schools and homes around the world. It's abs- It's amazing, and it's so simple. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I we have about seven minutes left. I want to make sure we touch on this, Marv. Uh, problems and challenges can be easily resolved with solving circles. What does that mean? Solving circles is based on the idea that you cannot change anyone but yourself. You can control people, mm-hmm. but you cannot change them. So 
A solving circles is a Venn diagram, which is simply two interlocking circles. And so the, if you think of uh, the first circle is A and the second circle is B, <clears throat> the usual approach to solving problems is A says to B, this is what you've got to do, and B says to A, this is what you've got to do. In solving circles, with the understanding that you can only change yourself, A says, Looking at the circle, the uh, in between and this, uh, the the uh, two interlocking circles, A says, "Okay, this is what I'm willing to do," and it's almost automatic because there is no coercion involved in the vast majority of cases. B says, "Okay, A, if you're willing to do that, this is what I'm willing to do," because it is totally non-coercive. My entire program is, as far as I can determine, this is the only program in the world that shows people how to use authority without coercion. The person who is in authority is always in charge. They just don't use, they don't impose punishments, they don't threats, they don't use bribes to bargain. And and the solving circles is a simple way, it's a simple example of how you can solve any problem. I've done this with four-year-olds. When my wife and I have a dispute, Instead of aiming to influence her or, she or, each or Ev aims to influence me, we do solving circles. The idea is not to influence, but to clarify. So once I understand her position, and she's willing to do whatever to resolve the problem, and the same thing with me, this is why we've had such harmonious relations for so many years. We're two independent people. But we do have disagreements, so we sit down and we learn how to talk and listen. Listening is a skill that a lot of people do not have, unfortunately. I mean, you really yeah, have got true. to listen to the other person. And the easiest way to do that is not to influence them, but to clarify. To me, this is what diversity is, understanding other people and how, uh, how, un, how other people think. My wife thinks differently than I do. Our, my daughter, our daughter thinks differently than I do. But once I, I aim to clarify to myself what their thinking is, I can then so much easier live with it, even though I disagree, even though I disagree with it. Now, you use the word control easier when you said I can control others. Would you think you also use the word influence? Are those interchangeable? And that that means they have to be doing what you're talking about, the reflecting and understanding and the listening, right? They, they are totally different. Most okay. people aim to control other people. We love to control other people. But as mentioned, we yeah. dislike to be controlled. Yes. I can perhaps be give you the, the the best example from a former general and president Dwight David Eisenhower, who said, "The art of influence is to influence the other person to do what you want them to do because they want to do it." And the mm -hmm. way to influence people, the, the skill is to ask questions. Since you cannot change people, they change themselves. Once a person starts to reflect, especially on the difference between internal and external motivation. They're in a whole different rubric. They have literally a, a, a rubric for learning how to run their lives without stress and without anxiety. And the difference is, and this is what I teach, the difference between internal motivation, doing something because it's the right thing to do and it's going to be best for you, 
or external motivation doing something to please others. Mm, okay. uh, and anybody can look this up. It's the hierarchy of social development. This is my, my key learning. I When I came back to the classroom and I saw people doing so many things that were, so many teachers and parents that were doing things which are counterproductive, I asked myself, what can I teach? I wanted to be proactive. So I developed this. The entire program is called Discipline Without Stress, but in there is the Raise Responsibility System. And the key to that is learning the difference between internal and external motivation as exemplified in the hierarchy of social development. Marv, your work is fantastic. And like I said earlier, I can see why you've been married for 60 years. I'm such a fan of what you do. It's been wonderful having you here today. Is there anything you'd like to end with? Uh, just that um, my newest book uh, has got to do with living without stress. And the way I'm marketing it is going back because people said with my other two books, I'm never going to lend this book out because I'll never get it back. If you purchase one <laughs> book and it's not that very expensive, you get two books. One you can keep to always refer to, and the other one you can give away as a gift. Again, oh, the site is withoutstress.com, or my publishing company is piperpress.com, piperpress.com. I love giving Mark, things I think away. You're great. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, well, you do, including an unbelievably great advice. And I want to thank everyone for listening to Talk Healthy today. Please follow up with Marv. Go to his website. I've learned a ton. I can't wait to try this out with my daughter and my husband and everybody else who I love. And speaking of love, be sure to check out Organifi.com. Wonderful green juice, red juice that you can just mix with water. If you're at home, you can mix it with your favorite uh, nut milk beverage or regular milk or whatever you know you like to drink in the morning so or afternoon or whatever so i want to thank everyone again for listening and stay well